0: a but you can't a revolution. King Kong ain't got ordinary sh- on me. you $5 man. ass
1: down before I make
0: change. Well, the secret is you got to coordinate.
1: Damn! Damn. Good morning, my neighbors. Hey, f- you. Yes.
2: Yes. F- you too. Get out.
3: Either they don't know,
0: don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the hood. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth
3: Rock landed on us. Landed on us. Yep. My name's Hartle. This is Watch This Sean
0: Edwards. What's
3: going on, man?
0: Man, just sitting back, hot outside. So I'm in the house man, watching that, everything.
3: Man, that glass is empty. What happened? When I saw you hot two outside. seconds ago, <laughs> it's hot outside. My
0: margarita was full. I'm the margarita king.
3: Margarita man.
0: Margarita King. You know, I we drink had- margaritas for breakfast.
3: You know, they had the macho man. You know, he had the, he had the beef sticks. Ah, <laughs> yep. We got the movie man, Sean Edwards, with the margarita.
0: Yeah, I drink margaritas for breakfast, for sure. What's up, man? It's been a good week, man. It has
3: been, man. It has been a good it's week. like the
0: third, fourth consecutive good week. You know why? It's because this show. is the fourth week of this <laughs> yeah. show. You know what I'm saying? That's yes, something.
3: yes, yes, yes. Got yes. some folks walking in El Poblito.
0: They got suit jackets on. You good? Because I don't that? know if I'm good, man. They look like they might serve a warrant or two.
3: Man, I got like five <laughs> buttons on button I am not ready for like, that.
0: Like, I didn't do it.
3: (laughs) It wasn't me. Where's Shaggy Ah, at? never made Shaggy. Wow, what a reference. Watch this. We take a look back at the week that was through the lens of pop culture. What you watching? What you streaming? What you listening to? We got a little bit of everything everything for this show. (laughs) This week. On the show today, we got Mary J. Blige, ladies and gentlemen. On the show today, we got Vin Diesel. Ladies Vin. and gentlemen, Vin. Fast 9 premiere here in Kansas City.
0: Yeah, man. We got a chance to hook some people up to be the first on the planet to see the movie. I love when I can hook people up, man. I was like, yo, I got this screening. Come check out the hottest movie of the summer.
3: Let's gas each other up. Let's do some great shit together. You know what I mean? Maybe that's just watching Fast and the Furious. Maybe that's just watching some tanks and some cars blow up, you know? <laughs> Maybe that's all we need,
0: Sean. That's it. That's all I need in the summer, man. I'm not trying to think too much when it's hot outside. Cheers, oh, brother.
3: Yeah, cheers, week man. Week four, watch this, Another baby. one. How was your uh, How was your Juneteenth, my friend? A national holiday. Now <laughs> it is right. In fact,
0: what are your thoughts, Sean Edwards? Thank you, Joe Biden, for making Juneteenth a national holiday. I don't care. Hold no, now, I it do, is significant. But I it's, don't. Significant. it's significant. It's not. I want my check. You want them forty acres? No, nah, I don't. I'm not a farmer. I don't. I, if you gave me forty, I'll acres, take a mule. Giving me forty acres or giving me a mule. It means, I don't know, I can't cultivate that. I want my check. I want my reparations. I I want my check. We should be getting these checks. Biden Bucks in roots. I want my check. I hope. But
3: here's why I think it was a big deal, Sean Edwards, because I'm a host for the Kansas City Monarchs. If that name sounds familiar, it is because it is the name of one of the greatest baseball franchises of all time, not Negro Leagues. Arguably, 100%. One of the best of all time. 100%. On and off the field, too. Bob Kendrick. So, on Juneteenth, Sean Edwards, I got a chance to host a KC Monarchs game, and I got a chance to preach a little bit about this significance of the holiday and the significance of black excellence. So, you know what? I got to put a counterpoint to you, brother. I think that it was a significant step. I think it actually was a, a huge step, but it can't be our last step.
0: You know yeah, what I mean? Yes, man. I You know, I would have rather seen legislation on you know, voting rights. Absolutely. Absolutely. Reparation, housing. Ref- you know, I, I, I want the check. So I can go buy a house wherever I want to buy a house. I'd rather for redlining not to exist than to have Juneteenth be a national holiday. And I was actually, I'm reading
3: this thing right now on MLK where he's saying, you know, the easy part was passing the Voting Rights Act. The easy part was getting, you know, Civil Rights Act passed. It's kind of
0: ironic knowing what's going on today.
3: (laughs) Because we got so much more work to do. So let this be the first step of more work to do,
0: Sean Edwards. How about that? Can we meet in the middle? I Maybe I've watched small acts directed by Steve McQueen too many times. You're right. <laughs> I'm like, excellent movie, by the way. <laughs> I'm not falling for the okie doke or the rope a dope. Tricks are for kids, <laughs> but no, congratulations! And if you really want to like celebrate Juneteenth the correct way, yes, sir. Watch the movie Miss Juneteenth starring Nicole bahari The film does an excellent job of explaining what the holiday is about, what it means, and how people celebrated the holiday before it became a national holiday. And it's just an incredible movie. Came out last year. That's the movie that should have won Best Picture. Not that no-man-land bullshit, Sean Edwards, let's do some news in the queue. Yeah, I had to preach for a second.
2: Josh Clooney, Mindy Kaling, Don Cheadle, Eva Longoria, and Kerry Washington are among several Hollywood personalities who will come together to co-found a film school for the underprivileged communities next year. The institution, named Roy Ball School of Film and Television Production, will provide academic as well as practical lessons and access to Hollywood stalwarts and professionals besides an internship initiative. Our aim is to better reflect the diversity of our country. That means starting early. It means creating high school programs that teach young people about cameras and editing and visual effects and sound and all the career opportunities that this industry has to offer. It means internships that lead to well-paying careers. It means understanding that we are all in this together.
3: Break it down, Sean. Now, where's George Clooney? Kerry Washington, Mindy Kaling. Got a coalition launching this new film school. What's going on? Oh, man, I thought they were all getting together to make a dope movie. Yo, that's a good cast, right? That ain't Bad. That's a great,
0: cast. I watch. That. Cast. I watch. I watch that. No, all of those people involved in this coalition—they're stand-up people. They've been committed and dedicated to the community for a long time. All the people involved—they just don't talk about it. They be about it. Yep. And this whole idea of creating these film schools for underrepresented people is perfect, as long as they have some classes to help cultivate some future executives, because that's where we fall short. Preach. We need executives at Warner Brothers. Netflix, Universal, Disney, because if you don't have executives, I don't care how many creative writers you have. I don't care how many gifted directors you have. Your stories aren't going to get greenlit, and they're not going to get the proper financing because people don't understand. It takes the money, it takes the marketing, and it takes the distribution. So you need all three components in order to be successful. So as long as this school is creating future executives to understand marketing, distribution, and production, I'm here for it. But if it's just like giving a bunch of kids cameras and telling them to go write and shoot stuff, not so much.
3: Especially now, man. In 2021, like we are all content creators. We got to teach. We got to teach financial, and it's the whole sense of what that means you're right it is the financial it's the behind-the-scenes financial knowledge
0: the business sense business the business you know what I do every single morning I watch Bloomberg I watch Bloomberg for at least an hour every day because it's about getting your money right it's about it's about understanding financing you know you can't do anything without the money I can have the best idea in the world if I ain't got no money it's not gonna happen so hopefully this school is all about the money about the financing and about creating future executives but I like the initial first step, and it's good, folks doing it. So hopefully, that you know yeah. they'll do it the right way. George Clooney's my man, for real. Like he's one of the coolest people I've ever, 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 ever met. Like true story. Yeah, I was I gonna f- say you I, know yeah, you got to yeah, tell some yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, Let's God, go. I forgot what movie it was for, but you know I, I, I had sat down and out in L. A. Had an interview with George Clooney. Like he was he was mad cool. It was like. I'm from Kansas City, it's like, I'm from Kentucky, we talked a little bit about our backgrounds, blah, blah, blah. So a couple hours later, we were both down at the bar, and he's like, yo, it's like, what's up, man? I was like, yo, what's up, George? He kind of like, gestured, so I walked over, and yo, we just chopped it up, bought a bunch of beers. (laughs) Oh, he's a beer guy, all right. Yeah, he was that night. All right, okay. Bought a bunch of beers. We sat at the bar about 45 minutes, had the best, like, just grown man conversation. It's about life. Yeah, grown man conversation for real. It was, like, like one of the best times I ever had, you know. It was no fanning out, no autographs, no pictures, just, like, two grown dudes sitting at the bar talking and then, like, pounded it out and we went our separate ways. It was a great night. A get, cool dude. And good on them for doing this. Nothing yeah, but props. Cool dude. But success on this, though. Hell
3: has frozen over Sean Edwards is it is it called? It has? What, what do you think? Do you do you consider this selling out or buying in? What
0: you talking about? Spielberg.
3: He did. Oh, it. that's right. He
4: did it. Well, Netflix is partnering with Steven Spielberg's Amblin for Amblin to create several new feature films every year for Netflix. Now, this is an addition to Amblin's theatrical deal with Universal Pictures. That deal was extended in December. Now, this deal between Amblin and Netflix shows just how much things have changed in the past two years. It was in 2019 that Steven Spielberg made headlines for proposing that streaming movies be prevented from winning Oscars, he clarified he just wanted to protect movie theaters. It is worth noting, though, that Amblin and Netflix have worked together in recent years. Netflix released Amblin's The Trial of the Chicago 7 and recently agreed to acquire and finance another Amblin film that is currently in pre-production. And it's worth noting here, guys, this could be a huge win for Netflix because Amblin, Steven Spielberg are the kind of big names that can help draw new subscribers to the platform. It's unclear how much Netflix is paying for that, though, because of the terms of the deal have not been disclosed. What do we
0: see caught out on the streets? Some of man like he punked out, right? Talking all that noise about. How people who made movies for streaming services weren't making real movies. They were TV movies. He would never do this. He would never sell out. He would never sell his soul. Dude, I wish he would have talked to me. What have I been telling you since I've been like doing your KC Morning Show? Streaming it's not going away baby no. like the way we used to go to movies is the way we used to go buy videos at blockbuster that ain't happening no more like yo i was the biggest sam goody fan in the world talking I'm to the me biggest virgin record right store now. fan in the world yes sir but you can't go buy albums at the record store no more or as prince used to say the record store you can't do that no more you move on you evolve so now i have like over 1,000 dope Spotify playlists. That you did from your couch. My couch, my car while I'm stopped at a red light on the plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In the bathroom. This is just this is the new normal. And it's been the new while normal. While I'm having sex with a girl that ain't really good at it. To the bummer list. <laughs> right.
3: This is the Kansas City 7, LA 4, New York 2
0: list. <laughs> no, Spielberg, man. He had to come over, baby. Everyone's coming over. Everyone will have a deal. Every prominent wow. filmmaker and producer at some point in time in the near future, we'll have a deal with a streamer. Whether it's Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, HBO Max. Spielberg decided to go to Netflix. You know why? Because you can't be out here winning going theatrical only.
3: I just wonder, though, are we going to get y'all. to a point of too many options? The whole point, I thought, was
0: to cut the cord and save. Well, but- we did cut the cord, but now we're just going to overstream. But cable was a waste of money. Streaming's different. We, we did cut the cord, but we're going to adapt. You're just going to have to learn the platform no money, though. No one's concerned about consumers saving it was money. It never about us, y'all. You actually technically are saving money because you have way more options than you ever had with cable. The catalogs, I get it. I mean, you got, yeah, you got unlimited access to a catalog of titles, uh, unlimited access to all new content that's coming out on the daily. It's, a um, it's actually a better deal. And if you adjust for inflation, you're technically saving oh, money.
3: Sean, ain't nobody adjusting for inflation. We know I want i want it simple. I want it easy. I don't want it cheap. And it ain't getting as cheap if I got 12,000 apps Nothing's all good. for nine ninety nine Nothing's a good. A month.
0: Nothing's good this cheap. Just think of it this way. You know how sometimes you see like that dope shirt online? Like You're scrolling Facebook. It's mm-hmm. like the dopest shirt you've ever seen. It's gotta like you can get it for $12, <laughs> and they ship it. It's like, damn, who's this supposed to fit? What is this made out of? Come on, man. Sometimes you got to pay. That's part of the show. We were talking about getting the bag. He got the bag. He's not a dumb man. He's not a dumb man. Amblin Productions, baby. He's not a dumb man. Headed to Netflix.
3: An excellent transition now as we talk about summer blockbusters. Because, you know, Spielberg used to be the king of the summer blockbuster, right? I mean, that was communal PM watching. He
0: invented the damn thing. I mean, technically, Jaws was the first summer blockbuster. So Steven Spielberg gets credit for the very first blockbuster, which was Jaws way back in, I believe, 1975. So, yeah, if there was ever a great reason to talk about great summer movies, it's transitioning off of Steven Spielberg jumping over to Netflix because, look, When it gets hot, there are certain movies that instantly pop into my head that I watched back in the day during the summer, first of which was a Steven Spielberg movie, which is probably the greatest summer movie of all time, Raiders
3: of the Lost Ark. Um, Are you about to do a thing? Should we just do a thing? Sean Edwards' favorite summer blockbuster. You already
0: said one. Well, how many you got? Uh, Let's do five. Give me your top five. All right, well, I already started with Raiders of the Lost Ark, one of the few perfect movies out there that exists from start to finish. Can
3: I be honest? I would never have thought of you as someone who loves Harrison Ford. You a Harrison Ford guy? No, Harrison
0: Ford's my dude. Really? I oh, never would have thought. Yeah. We hung out here in Kansas City when he came to the um, 42 premiere. Oh, that's
3: right. With uh, Harrison's cool. Chadwick, Chadwick, Chadwick
0: Boseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the premiere here. Well, it was the Kansas City premiere, but they did it here because of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum is mm-hmm. here in Kansas City. And, of course, you know, Jackie Robinson played for the Kansas City Monarchs before he went on to play for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yes, sir. So it was a nice little nod to history. But Harrison Ford came in town. And, um, Raiders of the Lost man, Raiders of the Lost Ark. A For Sean Come on, Edwards. from start to I, finish. Hey, I love it. All right, this one's on my list just because, um just nostalgic reasons. But okay. I, I got to go back to the future. July 3rd, 1985. Absolutely. Come on. Real talk, Sean.
3: How has that movie not been canceled in Me Too? We just decided to let that one
0: slide, didn't no, we? No, but you let it slide from jump because it's flawed because the time travel part of it makes zero sense. But you didn't care because the movie is so dope. Yeah, the
3: tangent. Yeah, yeah, that does
0: make sense. But it was still, it's it's flawed, but we don't care. Zemeckis, am I right? Yeah, Robert Zemeckis, all day, all day. Hey, second on my list is Aliens, with an S, July 18th, 1986. The summer that Aliens came out, I went and saw it like 10 times. Man, I had a mad crush on Sigourney Weaver, though. Uh, I mean, Alien is a better movie, but when I think summer movies, I think Aliens. But, you know, for your money, Alien, Aliens, skip Aliens 3, but... (laughs) That was a that was that was a dope movie. So I gotta I gotta go there. What else you got? Uh, come on, man. Purple Rain, June twenty fifth, nineteen eighty four. I don't think I've ever had more fun watching a movie in a theater than I did the first time I saw Purple Rain because it was it was Prince who wasn't yet an international star, but he was very much a black superstar. Right. And it was like, and if you knew, yo! you knew. What is this? Like that movie's so dope. It's basically like a 90 minute concert with some acting in between each song. The magnitude and the star power of Prince has never been captured ever on the big screen. Like one of the greatest soundtracks ever. You can listen to Purple Rain start to finish. There's mm. not one flawed song, which is why Purple Rain is better than Michael Jackson's Thriller, because Thriller has three throwaway songs. He said it. Shots fired, don't watch it has this. Has three throwaway songs. Purple Rain has zero throwaway mm. songs. And guess what, man? There was only one professional actor in the entire movie, Clarence Williams III, who just recently passed away. Oh, that's right. Everybody else was non-actors. He's the guy who played Prince's dad, by the way. Morris Day wasn't an actor. Apollonio wasn't an actor. Prince wasn't an actor, and uh, all the background actors were basically Prince's friends and bodyguards and associates. And didn't you say Apollonia? Like, she life. was brought in like last minute. Vanity had actually shot some scenes, and they were like, "Oh, this is not working out." She came in like super last minute. Oh my like, god! All, like purple rain. Come on, June twenty fifth, nineteen eighty four. And then finally, I got to go, Do the Right Thing, July 21st, 1989, the best movie ever made. My man, Spike Lee, that movie is so sick, sadly still relevant today. It's a perfect movie, man. It's a... Perfect freaking movie. I thought you nailed it last week. In the Heights, there's some notes. They even referenced it's the hottest day of the summer. Absolutely. Same thing as Do the Right Thing. The color palettes were the same. The angles were the same. I was like, whoa, someone's pimping some Spike right now. And I got to do an honorable mention, though. For contemporary times, this is the summer movie. Yeah. Independence Day, July 3rd, 1996.
3: Yes. that When I, when I think summer blockbusters, yeah, yeah. I of people, think Will Smith. Independence Day, Will Smith. And I think The Speech
1: our Independence
0: Day. I had to interview him for something, and when I walked in the room, I was like, how you doing, Mr. President? <laughs> he, Look, he gets it all the time. I want him to be my president. That was, like, the best ever. Like, no, Will Smith, dude, there hasn't been a legit movie star since Will Smith. You're right. Will Smith's the last movie star. Ooh. He's the last movie star.
3: When I think summer blockbusters, I think Independence Day, but for a lot of folks, I think when they think summer blockbusters, they think Fast and the Furious, man.
0: Yeah, man, you know, we're talking watch this. I've watched all 10 of these movies, and you know what? I gotta say, the franchise is going down in history as one of the greatest. I mean, just in terms of just box office success, the way it's cultivated its fan base. And then I coined a new phrase as I was interviewing the cast. Like, one of the things that the movies have done that it doesn't get a lot of credit for is giving each and every person who's watched those movies a cinematic passport. Because they have literally filmed all over the world. Ooh, yeah. For real. I talked to the cast about it, including my man, Vin Diesel who I've known for 20 years. I got some amazing stories, but let's hear what he had to say about F9 first. That's right, y'all. On um, Watch This, we
3: get the best. When we come back, Sean Edwards, Vin Diesel. Watch this.
5: Assume
4: the f***ing position.
0: Uh, put your bad up. Say it loud. All right. Hey, first off, congratulations, man. No one saw it coming. Y'all did it bigger and better than anyone ever expected. Look, nine deep, man. That's a baseball game. That's a baseball game. Wow. That's that's incredible. But you know what I got to do for you? If I had the power, you know what I would do? I would get you the Nobel Peace Prize. Because what you've done with this franchise in terms of diversity and bringing the entire globe together, you've taught a whole generation to love everybody and
2: understand cultural differences. That's so deep, Edwards. That's so deep. You know what, Sean? I think that's a testament to why this has been embraced in the way that it has on a global level. Ah, uh, We take pride in the fact that you can be from the Middle East, you can be from Asia, you can be from Africa, you can be from Europe, and you're going to look up on screen and feel as though you're at that Dominic picnic table and that you're at that barbecue with everybody and that your family. That is... Uh, maybe uh, uh, it might might have been a pipe dream when I first started this industry. You know, I named my company One Race for a reason. Uh, And I never wanted to hit people over the head with it. I always wanted it to come from an organic place. Um, But it gives me great pride to know that wherever you are, you know you have a family. Yeah, I, think, uh, I love that. I think, uh, I think that's I think that's what's most powerful about the franchise.
0: No, I really love that. And another thing I love about the franchise is uh you've sort of created this this thing where everybody can own a cinematic passport because you guys have shot everywhere on the planet. But for me, I want to find out from you. And I know this is gonna be hard. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but what's the most memorable location where you filmed and why? What really moved you? As you hit spot to
2: spot to spot, location to location to location. I know this is going to sound crazy, but there's no place like home. And that first film, filming on the streets of California, L.A., will always have a special place in my heart. I loved filming in Mexico. I loved filming uh, filming in the Middle East. I loved filming in Spain and London and just all over the world. I will tell you though, since you asked, uh, and and since it's kind of apparent that people enjoy being able to travel with this franchise, I loved filming in Rio and the favelas in Rio. That was magical when they said, you know, the police can't even go in the favela and we show up in the favela and it's just open arms. Love that. I will say for the finale, that is 10.1 and 10.2. <laughs> Justin and I have decided to attempt to film on all seven continents for this last finale to speak to what you just said about that cinematic passport.
0: Man, I, I, I can't wait because that means you're going to hit Antarctica and y'all haven't hit the motherland yet. Y'all haven't hit Africa yet. No, haven't.
1: I haven't hit Africa yet
2: we go to Africa. We're going to Africa. You just, you're the first to hear it. You know it. We I are going wait. to Africa. Hey, but
0: real talk, man. Mad respect, bro. We got to get you that Nobel Peace Prize,
2: dude. Oh. That's, that's, that's not even a joke, baby. You, got, <laughs> you deserve yes, it, kind. baby.
0: You brought the world together. Thanks for your time, my man.
2: Sean Edwards, anytime. H- thank you for, for, for those kind words. I appreciate that.
0: All right, Sean. That's
3: how it's done, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to need you to start from Jump Street. How the hell you know Vin Diesel like that?
0: Well, number one, you got to remember, he's been making these movies for a really long time. I've actually interviewed Vin for every single Fast and Furious movie that he was in. And then, of course, he did, like, The Chronicles of Riddick. He's always at the top of the Forbes highest entertainers list business every man. year a fast and furious movie comes out because he makes so much money off these films so he just read this article and said this he read is the article and wanted to flip it into a movie because he's always been behind the scenes as a producer so he read the article wanted to flip it into a movie he hired director rob cohen who was hot at the time and there you have now the be fast honest with me be honest with me when you watched that first one did you think this had legs no, no one knew it was going to like t- evolve into like nine other movies. But the first well, movie was that, but, incredible. Like, did you
3: think it was going to be something that had like franchise potential? No, no, no,
0: no, no. It was just a dope movie. You got to also remember this movie came out so long ago that people didn't think it, like thinking in terms of franchises. That's like a new thing. That's kind of like a that came along with like the Harry Potter's yeah. and movies beyond that. The Marvels of the when, world. Yeah, mar- yeah, that's recent. though. Marvel. Marvel history is only 10 years old Harry Potter was like 15 years ago 18 years ago When this movie, this movie came out, the first movie came out 20 years ago No one thought in terms of like franchises Or extended sequels Or prequels, that's all recent New stuff, so yeah, when you Saw the first movie, you just thought This is a cool movie, keep it moving You also talked to uh, Jordana Brewster, yeah? Oh yeah, because she's been involved since day one Since Jump Street, man Yeah, and she's sexy, she's hot And um, she has some interesting viewpoints about being involved with the franchise, a lot of having to deal with family and how, like, the cast and crew have become her second family. Nice. You know, she's just recently been through a divorce, so she got pretty emotional, but here's what she had to say. Like, this is a huge global franchise, but it's much more than that because um, this was one of the first film franchises that, like, celebrated diversity way before people made it a point of celebrating diversity. How good does it feel to be a part of that?
1: It feels really good. And I also thank you for recognizing it because I feel like it doesn't really get recognized often. And it's something that that was really important to Vin. It was really important to the studio. It was groundbreaking at the time. And um, we wanted to reflect the world and and the reality of the world, and I feel like the audience really responded to that. And in the same way, we've always portrayed the female characters as really strong, and so it's not yes. like, oh, it's yes. trendy now, so like let's right. have girl power. It's like no, these these this is actually what women are like. So we right. reflected that, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, I I, I think this franchise should be given a lot of credit for that. I think there's a whole generation who have locked into this franchise who now look at the world differently. They look at people differently. They look at interacting together differently all because of these movies. And it's, it's, it's really it's dope how this has really transformed a lot of people's thoughts toward coming together as one
1: totally and and having gone through a divorce this year and and forming a completely new family i think i understand more than ever that this notion of family isn't just like you know, your family is your blood and your family is defined by what you were born into. It's like, absolutely not. Family is about love and perseverance and who's going to show up for you. And so I I understand that more than ever. All
3: right, do you want to do the review first you want to rank these first?
0: Well, let's rank them because once I rank them, you're going to pretty much figure out how I feel about it. There you go. Let's rank these movies Fast and Furious as ranked by Sean Edwards. All right, so you know, technically there have only been nine Fast and Furious movies, but I say 10 because I throw in Hobbs and Shaw, which is completely fair. Because it's all a part of the whole dichotomy of the Fast and the Furious. It's a universe now, Sean. It is. It <laughs> it really is. Hey, see, that's how we think in terms of movies now, as a universe, which to me makes zero sense. But anyway, all right, I know a lot of fans are going to hate me for this one. At number nine, I got Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, oh, which came man. out in 2006. I enjoyed Tokyo Drift. But it's severely flawed and... It makes no sense when you stack up the other films, but we're just going to play along. No, it doesn't have to, but we're going to play along.
3: And we all tried drifting. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, we all have tried I, I won't tell nobody, but you know we did
0: after that. Some of us more successful than others. <laughs> all right, number eight, Fast and Furious 2009. Pretty mediocre, but passable. That's fair, right? Absolutely. It did what it needed to do. All right, here's where the debates begin. Number seven, I have The Fate of the Furious 2017. Okay. There was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. There was on. just there's, a lot going too on. Too much going on, actually, which is why it's sitting at number seven. All right, number six, you got The Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Jason Statham, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It was very entertaining. I just fell on the floor when I went to Hawaii. And if you've seen the movie, you know why. But the really- Rock clearly lobbied for this. You got the Samoan love in the movie. (laughs) If you're Samoan. You got the Samoan love in the movie. All right, number five. This is where it gets serious. We got Furious 7, 2015. That was a tight movie. It was. Furious 7 worked. Number four, F9. 2021. Oh, so you got it up pretty high. You got it that top does. tier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah and we'll knowledge. find out why here in just a moment. Okay. All right. Number three, number Fast four, and okay. Furious 6, 2013. That's top, top three, three for sure. Top Absolutely. three all day, every day. All right. Number two, got to go with the original, the movie that set it all off, The Fast and the Furious, 2001, all right. 20 years ago. R.I.P. Paul Walker, the The legend. Yes. What was two thousand one?
3: Damn, man! It is wild rewatching those movies because it even has like that different kind of feel, different kind of filter. Well, this one,
0: the original, has a completely different feel from all of them because nothing was supercharged in that movie. It was almost felt like a small indie movie. Like if you go back and watch it, you would you you would be like, man, this was like. Who produced this? Some indie company? But I think that was why it was so great because we got to know the characters.
3: Like it felt like more of a think piece than it it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But number one on the list, clearly, like number one by like a long shot. This is the movie that set every. This is the movie that set everything in motion. This is the movie that turned it into just like just a string of sequels into a global sensation. Fast Five, best utilization of any location they've ever filmed at, which was Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Yep. And I'm biased because I went to the premiere in Rio. Oh, look at that! And this if man. you know me. Go ahead. A week in Rio, all access. Oh, no. I have stories that I can't even share on this show. Gotta just do a bleep for 15 minutes straight. No, one <laughs> night, one night I went out with Ludacris and Tyrese in Rio. It was. In Rio. The heart of Rio. I'm oh. just happy you're still with us, Sean. Oh, man, I remember at the premiere party, they had a Brazilian DJ and he was a little shaky. So I went up, I climbed up on stage, and took over the turntables. Oh, no. <laughs> yes.
3: Oh, no. DJ Shiny Flicks. oh I got to find Uh-oh. video of that.
0: The video, someone has, a couple of my colleagues have video. It was incredible, though. Because, see, here's the thing. when you try, I, I learned this trick early, and I'm no disrespect to all my KCP. Absolutely not. But the one thing I, I learned early in my career, I don't wear, like, Kansas City anything because nobody knows what it is. So I had on my Yankees cap. Some sunglasses, you know. They didn't know if I was Tyrese, Lil Wayne, or Morgan Freeman. Let's take a quick break. Watch this. I have to give a big round of applause to my band, Sexual Chocolate. All right,
3: Sean Edwards, let's change gears, shall we? Let's, I guess, turn, turn the channel. What's <laughs> our thing?
0: You make it up, man. You're good at this, man. You're let's, a genius when it comes is, to this. Where's the clicker,
3: Sean? We gotta, we gotta change the channel.
0: Let's we're not change. changing nothing. We are we to keep it rolling. What, what is it? What are we gonna come up with for that? Let's, let's do this. Let's, uh, we are going to switch the stream. Oh, there we go. All swipe right.
3: left, swipe right. We're gonna swipe left. Which one to is some, good? I think swipe right was good, I've right? I've never
0: been on Tinder. Yeah, you ain't missing much. No, I know. I mean I had a good run.
3: Don't get me wrong. Did it you?
0: Was, you actually did it. It was. Uh, at, did man, you win? Just excellent.
3: You want on that? I man, when you work in local TV and media. That's why I don't do it, though. In the Midwest. No, that's your, that man. That's your week man. No, I'm a public figure. No. Exactly. and no, no, no. I like to show my public figure. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk songs, huh? Some music. As we are now, and I guess in the dog days of summer. When's the first day of summer? I guess you're right. Why are you trying to rush my you're summer, like, man? You trying to rush let me, let me my slow summer? slow my roll. I'm enjoying my days back in the streets. <laughs> I'm enjoying my time. Shout don't out rush out. my summer, man.
0: I want to be sweaty for a few more days. Well, let's get sweatier because let's dance a
3: little bit because I want to talk favorite summer songs because mm. what a lot of folks don't know about you is that you got you got a background in TV, obviously. That's why we're talking about... Right, you know, right, right, TV, film. Talking about all this stuff, but you, you come from a, from a music background as well. You used to review albums. You worked for The Pitch here in town, but you are a reviewer. And the source. You are a... Re- oh, you were the source, too?
0: Yeah. See,
3: you're a reviewer of all kinds of media. Let's talk favorite summer songs oh as we get out of here. God. That's so hard, man. I'm
0: going to tell you a great, great summer song That even if you drop it in the club right now, people still go kind of nuts for it. But back to life, soul to soul. that was a crazy I didn't summer see that song coming. no because it wasn't hip-hop it wasn't R&B it was like that early 90s where people started to discover house music outside of Chicago and that song just man that song just caught caught on they were out of London and it just sounded different it felt different but it was also familiar I mean if you got to talk summer song though because I remember this was such a big deal because the fresh prince of Bel- Air had hit his stride Mm-hmm. And at the end of the episode, they cut it like five minutes short. And Will was like, I got a special surprise for y'all. Okay. And it was the Summertime video. It was the, because if you remember, there was no previews. There was no YouTube. There was, there was no way you could cheat back then. Simultaneously saw and heard Summertime for the very first time. At the very end of an episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh man, I missed that. Man. man, summertime, if you pop summertime on, drums,
3: please, come on. I know we're just grouping right now, but we bring all this up for a reason. You talk to Mary J. Blige oh God, God, Edwards. Yes. I love her. How? I love her.
0: How I love was her. This? No, she's the best, man. She's got a new documentary coming out called Mary J. Blige's My Life. She's celebrating. Now, this is gonna make both of us feel old. <laughs> she's celebrating the 25th anniversary of her album, My Life.
5: Global Superstar, double Oscar nominee, nine Grammy Awards, Between
2: the Queen of Hip-Hop and
5: Nobody sounds like her. When Mary sang, I heard the pain of a generation. In the neighborhood we lived in, it's like prison. There was a lot wrong, and there was a lot I needed to get out. That's why I had that pen. Sleep don't come easy. My life is probably my darkest album. At one of the darkest times I've had, most of the times I was just depressed and didn't want to live had it all inside and I was able to sing it and write it. I didn't know that so many people felt the same way. She made it okay for people to say it's all right to be me.
1: We still don't get to see that a lot. You
5: know, still. still
0: I mean, bumps. my life, oh, still. oh, oh. Bumps
3: is not, that's an understatement. Sean Edwards with Mary J. Blige. Let's do it. Watch this
0: decided to like tell your story through the form of a documentary why'd you want to put your story out there what made you decide the time was now
5: well about two years ago the world was celebrating the 25th anniversary of the my life album and i was on tour celebrating the 25th anniversary of the my life i was on the royalty tour um celebrating and time magazine was celebrating and billboard magazine and the social media was celebrating and i said well All right. it was something i thought about before and i was like okay this is the time right now why is Going crazy, why right? everybody's going crazy about it? And um, I think you know the, the the question about what what made me want to put my story out there was so much pain in the My Life album I, that I had to show people in the documentary where the pain came from that went into the My Life album.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, man, you 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 bear it all. Uh, so brave but so important on all the different issues you touch on in the documentary. But what makes the My Life album so special? And it's hard to believe it's been 25 years. Wow, that time goes fast. But what makes that album so special to you?
5: What makes it so special to me is the movement that it created. The, the fan base that's just, you know, the, the things that they tell me when they see me, the My Life album saved my life, or the My Life album, you know, stopped me from killing myself or whatever. Just It's just the things that this album did for people, it did for me, and I wasn't even trying to save people. I was trying to save myself. I was trying not to commit suicide. So it's it's extremely important because I live to tell the story. My fans live to tell the story. It's triumphant because, and we could talk about it because we're here. We're here right now to 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 to, to, to speak another day about it. You know, so that's why it's important to me because I'm here.
0: Would it be safe to say that music saved your life? Music transformed you.
5: Music was a vessel that God used to help me through so much, so many things. Yes.
0: Wow. That's, that's incredible. Is it ever lost on you how? You've been able to impact so many people. I mean, I'm talking about a, a diverse group of people around the world. I mean, how does that make you feel?
5: It feels amazing and it's humbling because I, when I was growing up and the things that I went through and, it, and how I felt about myself, I never thought that I would be able to uh, touch anybody's life or help anybody do anything because I needed so much help myself. So this is, this is unbelievable what it has done.
3: Sean, that is how it's done. How good is this, how good
0: is this doc? Man, the doc's incredible, but it's not really a documentary, man. It's like a ninety-minute therapy session. <laughs> no, if you need what to get you your, your life right, because she mean? bears all, man. Really? Yeah, if you need to get your life right, Mary will guide you through. Because if you think you had it bad, nah, Mary got you beat. Now, where can we find this one? It's on Amazon Prime. Sean if you Ant- think you had it bad, watch Mary J. Blige's "My Life," and you'll be like, okay, my life's alright.
3: Man, I don't think you understand how much, like, how how high you have set this bar. On this show. This yeah, is week Yeah, I know, man. The names we got. What now are we going to do work. next week? I don't,
0: I don't even know, man. What are we going to do next week? Wow, we had Kevin Hart last week, Ben this week, Mary J. Man. John Cena. Rita Moreno. We're going to have to go out and get somebody from the cast of Black Widow. Whoa. We got to do that. I'm going to make that happen. We, we going Marvel? are going to have to make it Marvel. How was
3: it without saying too much? Because I know you saw it.
0: Yeah, I saw it. It's, it's going to please the fans. I want Scarlett. Well, absolutely. I want Scarlett. Not for an interview, though. Sean, stop it. How many margaritas Scarlet's is that? Sean one. Edwards. Sean Scarlet. Edwards. Scarlet's fine. Uh, What's his name? He's the luckiest dude in the world. <laughs> Colin Jones.
3: Colin.
0: Hey, hey. all you guys out there listening, it's better to be funny than sexy. There's no truth to that? There's absolutely all the truth to that. Yeah, it's better to be funny than sexy. Be the it's funny better to be man. funny than all in shape. It, Colin it. don't lift no weights. Too busy writing jokes. We're we going to get our come up. Don't you worry about that. Well, I'm good? You good? I got the hottest girl in the game We're in the chain right now.
3: Oh, look at Sean Edwards. Oh, Sean baby. flexing. Mad
0: love to Montreal. I'm Mad good.
3: love to Montreal. Mad I'm love good. to El Poblito. Mad love to everyone who's joined us on this show. We man, got- Israel, he
0: didn't come by today. We got to let the people know we're going to have a day party soon. If you're within range, you are invited. <laughs> Where's your invite? You just got it. You just got it.
3: My name's Hartwell. So that's Sean Edwards. Sean, another week in the books.
0: Good, man. We're watching everything just for y'all. Watch this. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Peace.